God is good. How many know God is good? How many know his word is so good? How many know we're going to teach the word today? I said, how many know we're going to teach the word today? Amen. How many are, are, are ready to hear from God today? Okay. Being ready is such a key to you hearing from God. That's what we talked about last week. We talked about how, how, do, we, how do we hear from God. The last two weeks we've been talking about this. How do we hear from God? And one of the things that you have to recognize is you are such a vital um, component. You are, you are really the catalyst because God's desire is to speak to you. But if you're too busy, remember, he stands at the door and knocks. What is Lee looking for? He's looking for you to open the door. Those of you who are sick, call upon the elders of the church. What is he looking for? He's looking for people to call upon the elders. You know what? You have not because you ask not. What is he looking for you to do? He's looking for you to ask. That's, you know what? When he, when he sees the blind guy, like, like Jesus is smart. Guys crying out, son of David, have mercy on me. You think Jesus doesn't recognize what this guy wants? But look at his heart. God looks at him and says, what do you want me to do for you? I could go on, but I don't have enough time. But you need to understand, or I don't have enough time to go over more examples. But I could give you example after example after example and understand this. That your breakthrough is just 20, 20 minutes away. No, really, it is. I want to talk to you today, and if you're taking sermon notes, write this down. Um, the sermon title is Victory in His Voice. Victory in His Voice. Many, many Christians... I, I could even say most Christians, but I don't know that that would be accurate. But I think for sure many Christians walk well below the victorious, the victorious life that God intended them to walk in. Why? Simply this. You're too busy. How many know God resists the proud? But he gives more grace to the what? What's more grace? The grace of God is given to those of you. What, what is it? It is God's ability. Say God's ability, God's ability. To do through you what you can't do by yourself. How many need the grace of God? How many need the grace of God in your marriages? How many need the grace of God in your businesses? How many of you know, just need the grace of God in life? How many old enough to recognize you're not very smart? Come on, who, who raised your hand with me? No, I'm not saying that you're, I'm not, I don't, don't mean to imply that you're dumb. I think actually you're very smart. But in comparison with, here, let's say it like this way that you understand what I'm saying. How many know you're not very smart in having a plan for your life? How many, uh, let me say it another way. How many recognize your flesh will get you into all kinds of trouble? And how many know there's a, um, a part of you that will obey your flesh? 
just saying. So, you need to understand this is not, listen, I'm not trying to, you know what, make any money on this. <laughs> it's not the point. This isn't a fundraiser. This is a spirit raiser. This is a life changer. This is not a good plan. This is God's plan. And if we will just spend 20 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning that we're praying to God, and then 10 minutes that we're just listening to God, and then in the evening, spend 10 minutes in the Word of God, and then 10 minutes asking God, what are you saying? And then come to church and just take notes. And then after we take notes, ask God, what are you saying? What am I trying to get you to do? I'm trying to get you in the morning to say, God, what are you saying? In the evening, what are you saying? During the preaching, what are you saying? And here's what I know. When you start asking God to speak to you, he'll speak to you. We saw it last, last week. Um, Eli tells, uh, who does he tell? Samuel. He tells Samuel, hey, Samuel, go back. But when you go back, say this. You know what? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. That's what God wants. He wants your attention. I told you this last week. I'll tell it to you again. When Tamara sat really close to me that day in church, I was like, man. How many know she had my attention? Oh, she had my attention. God is the same way. Here's what he says. He says, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. When you sit right close to God tomorrow morning by getting up with your journal, he, trust me, you're going to have his attention. Can I tell you why? Because he's crazy about, crazy about you. He doesn't kind of like you. He is so crazy about you that he sent his only begotten son to die that you and he could be together. This isn't a good plan. This is a plan that God has spoken to me to speak to you. So uh, I want to talk to you about being victorious and living a victorious life by hearing the voice of God. Okay. But you've, I, I need you all to stick with me because I'm going to go through some theology that you need to stay connected with. Do you understand? How many know what Satan wants to do right now? You know what? Satan wants to get you thinking, you know, I don't know. You know what? I don't know why Brian's shoes, like, why, why aren't they gray? They're gray and black. Why didn't they just make them black? Why didn't they just make them gray? Stupidest things in the world. Oh, I wonder where the mustard was this morning. You know what? I like my ham and cheese with mustard. They didn't have stupid things that aren't going to revolutionize your life at all. Seed stealers. But I'm going to get a little technical, and I need you to be with me. Do you understand? Okay. Can, can I have your commitment to stay with me through some of this technical stuff? Okay. So let's, um, let's first turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
if it takes you a while to find it, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just bring your Bible, just muddle through it. Because how do you know? You don't know until you start working through it. Okay? So, 1 Corinthians is right after Romans. This is an easy one. Right before 2 Corinthians. Okay, so you got this. Okay. Chapter 14. Uh, chapter 14? Okay. And let's start with verse 1. I'm reading the New King James. If you don't have that version, that's okay. There's a lot of good versions. But read it up here on the screen with us in the King James so you can follow us word for word. Look what it says. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Now notice right along... Right, right first, right out of the gate, he's saying, pursue love. Oh, love is the most important. Well, what's this word right? Oh, let me turn to this one. What's this word right here? What is this word? And. What does and mean? It doesn't mean just pursue love. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you might what? Prophesy. Everybody say prophesy. Come on, be with me, okay? Everybody say prophesy. Okay, so I'm going to teach you what prophecy means and the importance in a minute. But he's saying, I want you to desire, watch this, all the spiritual gifts. Do you know what that means? It means desire all the spiritual gifts. Okay. But this prophecy is really important and I'll teach to you why it's important. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Okay. Did anybody get that? No, because I wasn't speaking to you. When I speak in a tongue, I'm speaking to men. Okay? I mean, I'm not speaking to men. I'm speaking to God. Okay? For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. It's really, 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 really important that God get a hold of your tongue. Now, I don't know what your background is. I don't know where you came from. There's so many denominations. When I was a kid, there was denominations that said tongues was of the devil. Amen? Well, don't say amen to that. That's not an amen. But do you understand? Well, there's still remnants of that. Now there's so many uh, churches where the pastors are speaking in tongues that people don't say that anymore. But in their theology, it's almost like they still believe that. And the pastor will say, and I'll show it to you in a minute, the pastor will be up there. And I'm telling you what, these are main these are popular um, denominations. These are popular churches. And the pastor will stand up there and say, well, just so you know, not everyone, ha- don't say amen to this. The pastor will say, not everyone has been given the gift of tongues. And in those churches, the pastors usually would be the first to say, and I haven't been given the gift of tongues. 
Well, when pastors say that in their churches, almost everyone that's listening thinks, you know what they think? Me too. (laughs) I don't have that gift. And in those churches, almost nobody speaks in tongues. Well, I'm going to show you in the Bible that Paul, speaking to this church, he wants everyone to speak in tongues. I said everyone. Everyone, every single person in the Corinthian church, most of them are already speaking in tongues. But there's some that aren't, and he wants, watch this, every one of those Corinthians in that church to speak in tongues. All of them. I'll show it to you in a minute. But he's speaking to a church that in this church, here's what's happening. They come into church. Let's say you're new to the church. You've never been to church. Somebody invites you to the church of the Corinthians. And you walk in and you're not sure what's going on. And, and the pastor stands up and he says, And then the next thing you know, Brian stands up. He puts his bass down and says, And then the next thing you know, George stands up and says, And so, and then there's all these people, not everyone, say, but not everyone. But almost everyone is praying in tongues. For 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half. And then the pastor says, See you next week. (laughs) And you're like, uh, huh? (laughs) Well, that was the biggest waste of an hour and a half. Do you understand? Why? Because you didn't understand any of it. What's happening? Those people are speaking... What are they speaking to men? No, who are they speaking to? Speaking to God. I mean, no, speaking to God is an incredible value. Okay. So, um, but that's what's happening. You have to put the Bible in context to what it's saying. That's who Paul's writing. He's writing this church and almost all of them pray in tongues. But they, they, which is a big problem. It's not, it's not a problem in, in there. You'll see it in a minute. When you speak in tongues, the Bible says you build yourself up. How many building yourself is important? So important. Are you kidding me? Man, sometimes I feel like everyone's tearing me down. How many feel that way sometimes? You know, you go to work and, you know, even sometimes you come home and you just feel like everyone's tearing you down. Oh, Now I'm praying to God and I'm speaking mysteries and all the time I'm building myself up. Amen. You say, Pastor, how come you seem so happy all the time? And how come you, how come almost, I always see you with a good attitude. Man, how come, how come? What am I saying? I build myself, I speak in tongues all the time. I'm building myself up. Okay. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort 
to men. Okay. What is, um, um, let, me, let me keep on going. I'll, I'll teach you what prophecy means in a minute. Next verse. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Stay here. He, back. he who speaks in a tongue edifies, edifies just to build yourself up. He's building himself up. How many know it's important to build yourself up? But how many know if you come in here, how many know there's times to do things and it's appropriate and times to do things and it's not appropriate? How many of you come in here and, and you know what, and, 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 and Joe, uh, uh, you're, you're plugging in and blow drying your hair. I'm going to go, hey, uh, inappropriate. Is, is blow drying your hair inappropriate? No. Is it inappropriate for, if she was doing that during the praise and worship, how many know... I'd be like, somebody unplug that lady. Right? Why? Because that would be inappropriate. That's all, that's all Paul is saying. I said, that's all Paul is saying. And people use these scriptures to imply that tongues is not important or that tongues is no big deal. I haven't heard recently a guy say, who spoke in tongues, says, this, I don't speak in tongues anymore. And I thought to myself, how stupid. I thought, how stupid. Why? Because he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. What is Paul trying to do? Here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get a church to not be about yourself only. How many know to be about yourself is a good thing? How can you help others until you get healthy yourself? So building yourself up is absolutely critical. That's why I'll show it to you in a minute. I'll show it to you a little later on. But I'll show you how Paul says, I want every." Well, let's just look at it right now. We're right there. Look at the next verse, verse 5. I wish you Come on, help me out here. Come on, help me preach this. I wish some of you, just the, just the people who are Pentecostal, see, We've thought that this is this tongues thing is for the Pentecostal people, but we're not Pentecostal. We're we're more sound biblically. Uh, no, you're not. You're less biblically sound. Oh, somebody can say Amen. I wish you all spoke with what, but even more that you prophesied. Why is he saying even more that you prophesied? Here's why. Because he's dealing with the church and everybody's, and there's other people that are coming for the first time and they don't know a word of what's going on. This church is too focused on themselves. How many know even if you're doing a good thing for yourself, that good thing, if you're not focused on other people, becomes a bad thing? Come on, are you with me? Can I teach some theology today? Okay. But even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongue. Not greater as far as some spiritual amount, but watch this. He's greater in that he doesn't just care about himself. He cares for others too. Keep it in context. 
he who speaks in tongues uh, is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church might receive edification. So there are times that Brian could stand up and speak in tongue and sit down and I could have that interpretation. Now, that's a good thing for people who don't even know what's going on. Why? Because I'm going to interpret it in English that they can understand. Amen. Does that make sense? So. um, So what does he want? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. My fault. You still get an A. Let's go back to the scripture. I wish that you all spoke in tongues. What does he want? He wants all of them to speak in tongues. And, and let me just say this because this is important because you need to get good, a good biblical translation of the Bible. That's why I recommend you get the New King James. There's also some other good translations. If you want to know what they are, just ask me. I already told you what a good translation is. The New King James. It's a wonderful translation. Wonderful translation. There's a translation that translates this and it says, um, um, uh, I, uh, I wish that you could all speak in tongues. Well, what happened? That translator threw in could and it's not there in the original Greek. Why would they throw that in? Because they learned from their professor. What causes the word to have no effect? The traditions of men. Let's just let the word speak to us. One version says, I desire. That's even a, a, a great translation. I desire you all spoke with tongues. Wish, desire, look it up in the Greek. It's the same Greek word. And what Paul is saying is, I, my will, what I would like Why? Because what happens when you speak in tongues? Come on, I just taught you. What happens when you speak in tongues? You edifies. I don't, listen, so how many have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Perfect. Ten people in the front row. Eight of you speak in tongues. Eight of you are going to be edifying yourself when you speak in tongues. But you two, I know you do, but you two don't. Well, if I'm sitting here, I am thinking, man, and these people, I'm saying, hey, pray in tongues every day. It's going to edify you. Do what the Bible says. You know what? It's pray in tongues every day. But I don't want eight out of ten. You know what I want? I want ten out of ten. And that's what Paul wants. Ten out of ten. But it's been preached that no, 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 no. But, but only some. Only some. No, it's, that's, it's not true. It's not true. What's this word again here? All. You can look it up in the Greek. You know what all means? All means in the Greek, it means all, it means any, it means every, it means whole. That's what the Greek word means. All, any, every, whole. All of you. That's what he wants. What does he also want? He also wants all of them to prophesy. So, 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 what do we learn? What do we learn from verse 5? 
What do we learn from verse 5? Here, here's what we learn from verse 5. Two things. God wants everyone to speak in tongues. Well, how do you know? Because we just read it. See, if the Bible says it, start to believe it. No matter what your old pastor taught you. Because that pastor can't turn to a verse and a scripture. And before I get done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you over and over and over again. But I already showed it to you once. God wants everyone to speak in tongues and God wants everyone to prophesy. God wants everyone. Let's say this together. God wants. Let's say this together. Ready? Read. God wants everyone to speak in tongues. God wants everyone to prophesy. Guys in the back, just just flow with me. Um, go over to, uh, are we in, where are we? We're in chapter 14. Go over to verse 23. I'm just, I just want you to, I just want to nail this all point down. Therefore, if the, what church? Whole church. See, are we going to let the God speak to us good theology? Or are we going to get our theology from men? Man, let's get, let, let God be true in every man a liar. Amen. Therefore, if the, what church? Whole church comes together in one place and... Why would Paul say that if that wasn't available? It, it, it's ridiculous. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues. Why? Because all can speak in tongues. But Father, but, but, but Father Drew. <laughs> but Father Drew. But, but Pastor, I, 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 I heard that what, that wasn't true. Let me, let me, let me show you. Mm. Look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. How I many know this is the author of, of more books in the New Testament than anybody else? And this is what he says. I speak in tongues all, more than all of you. More than you all. This is something that the Holy Spirit wants you to, to walk in. I said, Pastor, but how do you do that? Just ask God, God, give me that gift. And then watch what happens. I've seen it over and over. You have not because you what? Ask not. How many of you would say, whether you speak in tongues or not, how many would say it would benefit you to build yourself up spiritually? Come on, come on. How many need some help in your week, in your life? How many ever in your day you lose it? I've been at Taco Bell and I've lost it because I told them to put tomatoes on it five times and I get, I've, been, I've been lost it on the road driving home because Tommy's puts onions, those, they're not even grilled. Oh my God. 
They're not even grilled. Amen. And they put it and you know where they put it. They don't put it on the other side where I can take it off. They put it in the chili. And I've told them, I told them in the window, I tell them twice in the window, and then I ask them, you said, Pastor, but why did you stop and wait? Yeah, that's why I'm mad, because I was so stupid not to check them. How many know it's probably not godly, I don't curse, but how many know it's not probably godly to curse at Tommy's while you're driving home from Wednesday night prayer meeting? Come on, somebody say, and I don't curse, I don't, I just don't. But I mean, but I, but I want to, (laughs) praise God, right? Are you catching this? So God wants all of us. To pray in tongues. Why? Because it builds us up. God is not a respecter of persons. Okay. But he also wants all of us to prophesy. Okay. Let's talk about prophecy. What does prophecy mean? Let's talk about, let me show you what prophecy means. Um, the prophet is originally, it's, 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 this origin is Greek. And pro means before. Somebody say before. And uh, these uh, Fetis means the speaker or to speak. So it means this, this pre-speak. Before speak. Somebody say before speak. Okay. Well, pastor, what does that mean? That's what God wants you to do. Let me, let me show it to you. Who would, who would say, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this first. Let me ask you this first. Who is the most prophetic person in the Bible? Come on. All right, good. Jesus. Jesus. Why? You, you know, Jesus. How many, how many know if you said Jesus, you were right? Right? Okay. But why is Jesus the most prophetic person in the Bible? Well, what, is, what, is, what does prophecy mean? What does prophetic mean? It means pre-speak. It means, you know what he's going to do? He's not going to speak until he hears somebody else speak. He's not going to speak. He's he's prophetic. He's looking for the pre-speaker. Can I show it to you in the Bible? Can I show it to you in the Word? Watch this. Jesus was the most prophetic because of this. Look at this. This is, I know you know the answer. Here's the why. Why was he the most prophetic? John chapter 12, verse 49. Look what it says. For I have not spoken on my own authority. Why? Because he won't speak. But the Father who sent me gave me a command. Listen to the command that the Father gives Jesus. Are you, are you all with me? God is going to command Jesus to do something. We get all upset. Why? Because we're rebellious. We get all upset when somebody commands us to do something. And we bring that into the church. Listen, 
Joel is a wonderful, he's a wonderful example. He doesn't get mad at me when I tell him, do this. And I try to always be respectful in how I'm saying it to not only him, but other people. But no matter how I say it, and God is going to, God is going to judge me, and 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 I'm going to be in authority. I'm going to be subject to to doing it the way God says to do it. But it doesn't make any difference. Jesus is our example, and who is over Jesus? God the Father. And he's going to command him to do something. What is he going to command him to do? Don't talk. Look, for the Father gave me a commandment that I should say uh, what I should say and what I should speak. He's going to give me a commandment. And here's what Jesus is saying. I'm not going to say anything until my Father tells me what to say. I'm not just going to do, 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 I think this or I think that or I, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. That's not, um, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, watch this, prophetic. I'm going to let him pre-speak and then I'm going to say what he says. Every, you know, the Bible says this. That you are condemned. You know why the Bible, you know what the Bible says is going to condemn you? Your words. By your words, you're going to be justified. And by your words, you're going to be condemned. Who wants to be prophetic today? Who wants to be prophetic today? You want to be prophetic? Learn to be, what does James say? Slow to speak and quick to hear. What's James saying when he says quick to hear? Who's he talking about? He's talking about hearing from the voice of God. Are you catching this? See, and how many know Jesus walked in victory all the time in his life? All the time in his life. Remember all the times they were trying to get him, trying to trick him, trying to, and man, he just would not go for it. He just would not walk. He walked in victory Every day in his life. Why? Here's why. Because he heard the voice of his father and he would only say what his father says say. Well, I can't do that. Well, I can't do that. Well, I can't do that. Who told you you couldn't do that? You know, sometimes we say the stupidest things come out of our mouth. It's just things. And can I tell you what? They're straight from the pit of hell. Uh, where's my sister? What song did you used to sing in your Pentecostal church growing up? Whose report? Whose report are you going to believe? Amen. See, and you start believing that report. And from the heart of the mouth, you start saying this junk coming out of your mouth. Amen. And then and then here's the crazy thing. And then. You start saying that junk coming out. Of, and it's not God's report. It's not. Can I tell you what? I believe this. That God's commandment to you is the same commandment that he gave Jesus. That you need to only say that I should say 
what I should say and what I should speak. That's the commandment here. I want, I want to be in control of your mouth. I want to be in control of your mouth. Just don't talk unless I tell you to say something and then say it. How I many know some of us might be a lot more quiet? You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, Proverbs says, in the multitude of words, there's much sin. Maybe I need to re-entitle this sermon. You know what? Here, here's another sermon title. We talk too much. (laughs) That'd be a good title, right? Why? Because how many would confess sometimes we do talk too much? So watch this. Uh, 2003, guys, put it up here. 2003, there was a Super Bowl. How many know there's some game playing today? I don't know what it is. Some, some, some salad bowl or something. I don't know what it is. Okay. So, okay. how many remember this this Super Bowl? How many remember this wasn't a very super Super Bowl to some of my Raider fans? <coughs> okay. So watch this. This was the final score. But how many know? I mean, they just annihilated them. Did they not? Here's the crazy thing. This was good compared to the third quarter. Here's what you need to know. In this Super Bowl, it was the Raiders versus the Buccaneers. Now, here's what maybe you don't remember in this. The Raiders played the Buccaneers, and the first quarter, it was 3-3. to three. The second quarter, it was 20. By halftime, it was 20-3. to three. And I was watching this, and I was like, man, what's with the Raiders? The Raiders had a real good team. I don't know if you remember, had a great team this year. They were really, really good. But when they were playing, it was like, man, they didn't even. And then watch this. By the fourth quarter, somebody help me add this up. You know what, 30, uh, 20, 34. It was 34 to 9. 34 to 9. How many know they're getting creamed? Okay. But here's what you might not know. The coach for the Buccaneers. Do you know who he coached the year before? And the year before? And the year before? And the year before? Do you know who he coached? He coached the Raiders. You know what it was like watching that game? It was like like the coach for the Buccaneers had the Raiders' game plan. And guess what? They did. Amen. Okay. That's what Satan wants to do to you. You know what he wants to do? He wants you not to know. Here's what the Bible says. I know the plans that I have towards you for hope and a future. Can I tell you what God's plans for you are awesome, amazing. Things, listen to me, somebody. Things that seem impossible to you and they are impossible in the natural. God will give you the plan and the direction and the, the, uh, the uh, cadence. That if you walk it out, you're going to walk in victory. You look at Joshua. Look at Joshua. Joshua, his first battle is in Jericho. They are, they are, they are not in a, in a place. They haven't been in warfare. They've been, they've been messing around in the desert. They're not a military might. We're talking about Israel and they go to, to Jericho and the, the city. They're told to take the city, 
But the city is secure. The walls are so thick back then. They were so thick that there'd be chariot races on the walls. That's how thick they were. It was securely shut. And, and in the natural, somebody could look at it and say, Joshua, we got no way. We got no plan. Somebody look at your sermon notes and tell me what the title of this is. Victory in his voice. Where's the victory? The victory is in the voice of God. What is what does God tell Joshua to do? Meditate on the word day and night. Day and night. What are you doing? You're starting to 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. And at the end, you're asking God, God, what are you saying to me? You're starting to acclimate yourself to the voice of God. And that's what God has told Joshua to do. And then Joshua comes up with the plan. And what is the plan? Guys in the back, turn to it real quickly. Joshua chapter 6, look at verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in and one none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands. It's, it's king and the mighty man of valor. I've given it all to you, Joshua. Watch this. You shall march around the city. Now what's he getting? What is he getting? He's hearing from the voice of God. Can, listen, all eyes up here. Can God direct your path in your marriage? For those of you who are single, can God direct your path to know when it is to date and when not to date? Can God direct your path in, in, in you know what, in, in, in those of you who drive, can God direct your path in how to get home and how not to get home? Yes. Can God direct your path in your business to know who to deal with and who not to deal with? Yes. Can God direct your path in just your life? Yes. <coughs> he can. Where's the victory? The victory is in his voice. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. You shall do it six days. That's the plan. Watch this. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. Next verse. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass when... They make a long blast that the ram, with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet and all the people, say all the people, shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. That's the plan of God. That is, where's the victory in? The victory is in his voice. That's where the victory is. Genesis chapter 6. And, Noah, and, and God said to Noah, The end of, day of flesh has come upon me, and the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Go make yourself an ark of gopher wood, gopher wood. Make the rooms in the ark and cover it with pitch and outside with pitch. 
and it shall and it is and this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it with the with a cubic from above and set the door of the side of the ark on in its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. Where was the victory for Noah and his family? Was in his voice. Where's your victory? For your next year, for 2024, where's the victory? It's in his voice. What is this? This is just a plan to get you on track. Every morning, God, what are you saying to me? Every night after you read the word, God, what are you saying to me? Every service, after you take your notes, right in here, what are you saying to me? What are we looking for? Can I tell you what? We are looking, we are looking for a, a church that just walks in radical. L- listen, let me prophetically say, there is a church that can walk in a radical victory. You don't have to live up one day and down one another. You know what? In victory one day and depressed another. You know what? Great marriage in one day and, and then you go, it's like, ah, it's, you know, your kids are doing good, then they're not doing good. You know what? Just up and down and all around in your emotions, you're like, ah, that's not God's plan for you. Yesterday, I, I lost my wallet. And the problem with me losing my wallet is I had it. Yeah, isn't that funny? Arlene? I lost my wallet and, um, and I was, uh, I was at Home Depot, then I was at home, then I was in church and I was in all these places and my mind, I'm thinking all the places that, I, where could my wallet, where could my wallet be? And how many know fear just wants to grip you? And I had a meeting pastor Isaac with your dad so he was in my office and we went over some stuff and right before we were done I said hey can we come in a prayer of agreement what's that here it is it's the voice of victory coming to me that I can just because I, I I'm not going to know my wallet is found for at least another hour but when I prayed with your dad and I said, God, and I prayed specifically. How many know we have a tendency like, oh, let me, here's what I prayed. I said, God, help me to find it in a timely manner. And then I heard the voice of the Lord say, don't pray timely manner. Pray you want it today. Where's the victory? In his voice. Will I be willing and obedient? Or will I just wimp out and, and just wuss out and just... You know what I'm saying? Pastor, what'd you do? I went for it. Why? Because there's victory in his voice. I said, God, help us. You know exactly where it is. Help us to find it today. Hallelujah. Jody, did you find my wallet? Yep. 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 
Jody, where's, where was my wallet, Jody? Back on the house on the table. Running, running, running. And I thought, and I, I, was, I was talking to EJ yesterday, and I was in the truck, and I left the truck open, and EJ wanted to look at something in the back of the house. So I went there, back there with him. Watch this. And left, and then and we would talk, you know, I thought I was going to talk for like one minute. Ended up talking for like 10 minutes. And then finally I said, hey, EJ, I left my truck all open. I'm totally on the street, totally, the door open. And that time I'm thinking, oh, that's where, you know what? One of these people got it. They saw it, they took it. And that's all going on in your mind. Where was the victory? The victory was in the voice. What did I do when I had that thought? I thought, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I came in in prayer agreement with pastor, and that's going to happen. And thank you, Jesus. So what? So that whole hour, hour and a half before I can, I'm, am I at peace? I'm at peace. See, where's the victory? The victory is in his voice. Now, granted, you got to do what he tells you to do. I said, you got to do. How many know the, the plan was that he build an ark? But how many know who built the ark? Noah built the ark. Amen. I mean, the victory is in the voice, but you got you to gotta not just come and hear. You got to do it. Do, do, we all, all together. How many hearing from God today? Is that how many hearing from God today? Amen. Father, you see our hands raised. We thank you. There's victory in your voice as you're knocking, God. May we be quick to say, come in, speak to us, Lord. We don't want you outside. We want you inside speaking to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.